1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your your experience with Coach Elko, I know it goes back a while. Um, What did you see in him when you guys were young coaches and and what are are some of the things that he's done so well?
0: Uh, You know, it was back in 2005. uh, Dave Klaus was the head coach at Richmond and me and Mike were on the same defensive staff. Um, We've kept in touch. You know, he's uh, He's just, he's always been somebody that I've connected well with and, you know, he's smart. Um, he takes a lot of pride in his work, works hard at it. And so, I'm glad for his success. Looking back on the Syracuse game, the job that your guys did up front, especially against Schrader, just how pleased were you with that? Obviously you had success two years ago for it to be kind of the mirror opposite. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's been a problem in our league for a number of years. You uh, know, you know we've got to compete against him three times, but I thought our guys have really, have really come on, you know. Um, you know, when you go in the year, you're trying to get as many players involved in, in the weekly game plan as you can because it builds depth. You're trying to make sure the guys that have the ability to help you um, are involved, you know, but when you do that, there's a lot of, Different pieces, you know, that are playing together, and you know, just to continue to see them, you know, come through on on game time and to be able to execute plans, and uh, I was happy for our, for our guys, um, especially up front. I thought we did a good job.
1: It seems like the last few weeks for Shaheen Brown have been really productive. I guess what's clicking for him or what's leading to to that
0: production? Well, I mean, this is you know, he. I don't want to say he's a young player, but he's molding into you know he. Obviously, last year we we kind of forced the role onto him because we knew what was there. You know, this year obviously he was going to get more opportunities. I think he's taking advantage of them. Um, you know, he still has moments that he would like to, you know, get better at. But you know, I, I think Shaheem, I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling, both as a player and as a leader. And so we're going to continue to force that with him. I thought he was impactful in the blitz game, which helps us. Uh, we're looking for that, um, and so. You know, I think he's doing a lot of good things right now, and you know, we're excited to see what this week has for him.
1: I feel like this is a question we asked you about a lot about last year, but less this year. Um, preparing for two quarterbacks, um, you know, obviously, what does um, Riley bring, and what does the backup bring? You know, how does how are their games different, or are they kind of similar? And how are you going
0: to prepare for both? Uh, I mean, we're just going to prepare for both, you know, and um, obviously, you know. Riley Leonard has been, you know, last year he had a really good year. Good bless you. We didn't play against him. Um, but just having gone back in the summer and watched all of his tape, you know, he does a great job of just having – You know, he, he's a he's a really good competitor. You know, he does a great job with his legs, getting out of trouble, uh, extending plays. But I think what he does such a good job of is his accuracy with different arm angles. You know, no matter where the rush is, whether it's a pressure, whether it's a – you know, defensive line in his face, he drops his arm angles or raises his arm angles, probably as good as most quarterbacks in the country. And so you, you put that with athleticism and good enough arm strength to be accurate and accurate at all different levels, you know, and, you know, he showed the ability to step up when, when times were needed for that team here in the last year and a half. So, you know, obviously brings a challenge and, you know, probably expect him to play. And, you know, if the other guy plays, then we, we play against him and, you know, not to make it obvious and candid, but, you know, it's what it is. At least, you know, we have the game against NC State that, you know, he started the game and played. He's been in, you know, at times during the year just for mop-up duty or other situations. So, you know, we'll study both players and we'll have a plan ready for both. I know
1: there was a, a healthy uh, rotation early and really throughout that game. I don't think many guys played more than half the defensive snaps. When when you get that and when, it, I mean, there didn't really seem to be a drop off, regardless of who was on the field. I guess how encouraging is that for you, that it seemed like it was a consistent effort throughout, regardless of who was out
0: there? Well, that's why rotations and planning early in the season, you know, you're, you're going to game one and you put a starting group out there and you got to make decisions, OK, when do I rotate this position? When do I rotate that position? When do you change, you know, to base, to dime, to nickel? And, you know, you always want to win the game, you know. And so in order to win the game, you got to try to win each play, win each series, win the situations. But then there's a next game coming, and you're trying to develop the depth because you know you're going to need it. Guys go down or guys get tired, um, and you, you have to have guys ready for those moments. And, you know, it's a different approach when you put a guy in because he's the next man up because somebody got hurt and as opposed to when you roll a guy through because you have confidence that he can help you even if there's somebody in front of him playing at slightly higher a level and so that's the balance of a coach is you're trying to get the right rotations in and so that's why we force rotations especially early in the season um now it does we play so much you know match coverage and connected coverage that you got to play with people and when guys see one thing as something you got to make sure you're on the same page and so when you're when you're forcing guys into rotation and, and you're playing a lot of, of different people, you know you got to kind of have one mind out there, and that's the constant battle that we're. I think as the year goes on, you're you're able to get better at that uh, because you just have more reps booked. Um, but you know we're playing playing better football, and you know excited for this week.
1: On the uh, on Farmer Sack. Uh, like the, it looked like when the tight end went to release, Pat went with him. Mm-hmm. Um, just it seemed like the awareness that whole game. It seemed like everybody knew what was coming. And is that as well as they've done done that, that type of just recognition and? and yeah, play. I
0: mean, I think in, in, in spurts, you know, that has happened throughout the year. You know what I mean? Um, you know, felt pretty good in, in most of the games, to be honest with you. As far as you know, there are some teams that say, "Hey, listen, now this is their plan." Uh, but when you have good players and you have a little success. Teams go back and try to find out what other teams did against you. So, you know there are some things that we're repping that maybe LSU showed. You know, and even if it wasn't successful, I know that it could be a good play. And so we'll make guys aware of those things. So I think you, as the season goes on, you see a lot of that anticipation, Um, and some of it is just you know just built up reps. You know, and just guys have a good sense of how people are going to respond to things that we do. um, In you know, there are still some things that we've been practicing for weeks now that we haven't used yet, and you're trying to get that those things ready. Sometimes you put it out there before you're it's actually ready because you think it's just that much more of a valuable scheme or usage, so you got to you know use it maybe a little bit earlier. But for some other things, you you know you just keep trying to pile on the reps, you keep trying to pile on the experiences, so you guys react full speed. And I think that's what you saw Saturday. You know, and you know there were You know, some things that we did that we've done a lot. There's some things that we did that we tweaked a little bit that maybe was a different look, too. And so, you know, it was just good to see our guys and to see you see it that way because that's how I saw it, too. Uh, Duke running back Jordan Waters currently leads the ACC in rushing touchdowns with nine. What kind of challenge does that bring? Well, their offense leads the ACC in rushing, you know. And so, you know, from – and listen, they have – four offensive linemen that are grad students a sixth year. The other one's a fifth year. I think the running back you're referring to is a senior or a grad. Um, Two of the three wideouts are seniors or grads. The tight end, the quarterback is, you know, so I mean, they've got a very veteran older group, you know, especially up front. And so I think when you have that, you know, you are able to create run game. And I also think, you know, with the way they manage their football program and their team, you know, I think everybody wants to be number one in rushing, right? Because it creates other opportunities in the throw game. It creates time of possession. It creates physicality. Um, and, you know, knowing Mike and, you know, knowing how that program is probably put together, I'm sure that's been part of the vision. And so it helps create that vision and put that vision into play when you have older veteran guys up front and you have two good tailbacks. Uh, and then you got a quarterback that, you know, you watch the Notre Dame game, every time they need to play, you know, somehow, some way, he found made a play with his feet. You know, he's done that for a year and a half now. So, um, you know, what that's going to look like Saturday, I guess we'll find out. But, um, you know, they obviously have done a really good job running the football this year.
1: Brendan. You mentioned a few times different areas of growth for you guys this season. It seems like a lot of that is reps and experience for, for players. But how much of it is also, or could it be, like you getting comfortable with the player knowing, hey, this is what this guy does well in this situation, I guess what is like the balancing act to to that growth
0: yeah, I'm comfortable <laughs> you know i uh, been with these guys a number of times, and you know now it's just you know they have to th- I have to think like them, and they have to think like me and and that's important when you go into each game, and you know that's why you have the meeting times, and that's why you have you know time together and you know it's important for me especially in the middle of that defense with the linebackers and the safeties that cuz they're the main communicators you know that when they see things you know they may ask and we've got to be on the same accord with that but you know i think you know you, you want to be as consistent as you can and as dominant as you can every play every series and that's the standard um sometimes you don't meet it and my job is to make sure that all the things that go into that is getting done and then when it comes to the moment of truth whether the plays made or not made I got to keep going back to what's the preparation look, um, what's the, the, the timeline of preparation, what's that look like as far as the effort out there uh, on the practice field, the meeting rooms, and the walkthroughs. And, you know, I really like coaching this team, and I really like this group that we have on defense. And because every time I ask them to do things, they try to accomplish it. And um, obviously, there, there, there's room for improvement in all ways, or else I wouldn't be here, right? There's always going to be opportunities for, you know, corrections or improvement. Um, but these guys listen and they care a lot and they want to play really well. We
1: we'll go two more. Someone that played um seen more snaps I, I don't know if that's bit of design or just how the game flow went. Omar Graham, what kind? you we've talked about it like, you know, you call them one of the most improved players. Um what is he showing and um is he part of that rotation now or is that, um is that just game by game kind of thing? No, he's
0: still part of the rotation. I think, you know, that rotation you know obviously with Tatum being down two weeks ago you know but you go into that Clemson week and you know Omar it was basically a four-person rotation uh, which allowed us to keep those guys fresh so in the fourth quarter and the second half we played really good football and you know Omar has a really bright future but more importantly is a bright present right now and so yeah he's he's fully in the plan week to week right now um, you know his reps are there and you know he's got to keep taking advantage of those. I, I don't know if you ever get to watch any of the player
1: interviews, um, but after the game, uh, Josh Farmer and Shaheem were both there. They both had great games, and they're just, there just just seemed to be like a lot of humility about them. Is that indicative of them? This whole defense um, it didn't seem forced. It seems.
0: Yeah, general. I mean, you know, everybody wants attention of success. But I think the strength of the individual is the group, you know, and I think we have a lot of great individuals in, in that room and on this team. Um, you know, but I think it starts it's it starts at top. I mean, look at Mike Norvell. I mean, you know he has all the reasons to say, look at me and look what I'm doing. And he just shows up and he goes to work every single day. And so when your players see that, that's just how we act. That's how we respond. That's how we, develop the program that's you know and um you know listen it every day we're constantly trying to to coach that and um develop that but you got to showcase that as a, as a leader yourself and it doesn't guarantee you we may say hey on this play you got to end up in this gap when this guy does this on the same framework we say hey when you have success you understand it may have been a great pass rush, jared but if it wasn't for josh farmer or if it wasn't for renardo covering that guy it probably wouldn't have happened and that's the same as an assignment, you know, in my mind. It's all connected. And so I think you can give the message, but credit to our players for actually listening and, and, and using the message in a way that it comes off because it's not fake, because you can't make it up. And, um, but it is constant. You know, it's something that comes down from, from, from Coach Norvell, and I think our players do a great job of living in that, in that mindset.